1: Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself.
2: When words fail, music speaks. Hans Christian Andersen. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people, a platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel from Cynthia Bryan, producer of Express Yourself and Star Style Productions. We bring this program to the airwaves as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. For today's show, Be The Star You Are wants to thank everyone who has volunteered and supported BTSYA over the years. We are thrilled to be serving the world. If you'd like to help us celebrate being a top nonprofit with a donation, please visit www.btsya.com. Every dollar counts, and we will use the funds for our outreach programs. Make sure you listen to Express Yourself wherever you listen to radio or music, iTunes, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, and more. We broadcast from the Empowerment Channel Voice America Radio, the largest radio network in the world. I'm your host, Ruhani, and today's show is all about modern music. In segment two, I will be talking about my favorite artists and a guide to attending concerts. Right now, our reporter, Kevin Chu, will be talking about modern music on his segment, AI and Us. Welcome, Kevin.
1: Hi, everybody. I'm Kevin Chu, a reporter from Beat a Star Are. My segment is AI and Us which talks about how AI can and does affect their lives. Today, I'll discuss how AI plays a role in modern music and how it's spreading its audience. Undeniably, modern music is very different from music from the previous eras. For example, composers like Bach and Mozart don't exactly top the chart anymore, do they? Of course, that's obviously not the only difference that occurred after a few centuries of societal development. Other key difference is how music is made and sung by artists, at its core, it's still relatively the same, right? The music, practice it, record it, release it, and then maybe do a few conferences with it. However, the finer parts of creating and disseminating music have undoubtedly changed quite a bit with the help of AI. One of the most well-known examples of this is Tune, which is just what it sounds like, a program that can make a few differences in music sound a bit better. While it doesn't automatically make you a singer, it does make it a lot easier to become one and greatly improves the quality of released songs. It is very popular among artists and is pretty much used in 99% of all recorded music at this point in time. Some famous artists that use it include Beyonce, Chuck Scott, Kanye West, and many, many others. In addition, AI isn't just used while the song is being sung. It can also be used in composing songs by analyzing data of songs from the internet even if it is less common. There was even an instance where an in AI managed to create an album that was practically identical to the style of a band whose members had been dead for two decades, Nirvana. It to the extent that even long-term listeners could hear aspects attributed to individual members of the band in the album. While well, occurrences like what I described are definitely much rarer than artists using artist's altitudes, there are still notable occurrences that will likely become more common as, as, as AI develops in the future. Of course, there are also apps like Isotope that use AI to achieve general and thorough assistance for both composing and fine tuning songs. For example, it might set a maximizer to the target volume, control the process of compressors, and reduce the limiter impact on the overall sound. For AI, compressors maximize the limiters to affect the range between the loudest and softest sounds, which is basically a dynamic range. AI can be used to thoroughly customize and edit even the most minute parts of modern music, saving the passive a singer or an instrument player helping cover up areas where modern singers might be lacking in. However, AI's uses don't only lie in just enhancing already core parts of modern music and making it simpler, but also in adding entirely new aspects to music that would be impossible without AI. One of these possible new aspects is music, or soundtrack that changes based on the mood, and changing to an upbeat tone when you're feeling lethargic, or a relaxing tone when you're feeling particularly nervous or anxious. Which is being explored and has already been implemented by apps like Endel. While it's quite novel and relatively unknown at this point in time, it's surely a factor that, if developed, while not revolutionizing listening to music, will make it much more enjoyable. Developed further, it may even be like having your own personal music playing in different situations as they have in TV shows. Could you imagine if you were looking at a report card and ominous music started playing? That would be absolutely hilarious. Of course, the music would probably cherry, and relaxing, relaxing instead to soothe any afraid nerves, but that would also be quite funny as well. Anyhow, as you can see, AI is an invaluable tool to modern music for how precise it is in editing music and the many new paths it opens up for modern music to walk down. Of course, AI is not just used in creation of music, but also in how it's spread to its audience. Just a century or two ago, people have to selectively take handpicks albums, or songs they wanted at the store. they can only really expand the selection of music through hearing about a band second hand or getting recommendations. It was highly inefficient and incredibly limited. Without AI hey, to back then, you were almost entirely in the dark about what songs you might like, forcing you to listen to a small set of songs and repeat fairly often unless you were lucky and easily able to find what you liked. It was like looking through multiple small and sort of libraries for a specific genre of books. You'd probably be able to find what you wanted, but it wouldn't be easy or all that rewarding. Moreover, you'd have to go from one library to the next for a new selection. However, today, all of those libraries are combined and stored in apps like Spotify, Hobby Music, Pandora, and several others. In addition to the use of AI, Basically, music listeners are now able to just select what genre or type of music they want to get or listen to, and they'll be immediately shown songs that fit the bill. This makes it much simpler and more convenient to acquire desired music. After all, it's much easier to tap your phone a few times than to carefully sift through a multitude of different songs and albums in stores. In addition, AI also allows you to search for specific songs even if you don't know the name and just know some lyrics. Just last Sunday, I used lyrics to find a song I listened to a while ago that I now know is called "Spectre Killer" by Talking Heads, just by searching those lyrics on Google. Many music apps, there's also a list of recommended music based on what music a person has listened to in the past, which is very useful for finding new songs that a person might like. If you like rock music you listen to a lot, you recommended recommend new popular rock music, same for any other genre of music you might listen to. It's incredibly convenient for people who like friends that share their interest in music, which is why I use it a lot. Even more convenient though, are the already made playlists that you can get that are made by the apps themselves. It saves a lot of time and effort in finding songs you like and compiling them all into one playlist. And can really save you when you're both incredibly bored and extremely lazy. I'm speaking from personal experience. Either way, AI doesn't just help the artist, but also the audience. It makes finding, playing, and compiling good music so much less of a chore than it used to be, taking away all of the more strenuous parts of listening to music and leaving just the best. As I have been describing for the last several minutes, AI can revolutionize and has revolutionized modern music. However, that also means music must adapt to the exchange changes as well. For starters, how good you are at singing. Just as the auditude, the threshold for becoming a singer has been deeply lowered. While singing profic- proficiency is still important, and the difference in it is still noticeable between singers, a that's good, since it is considered good or even great has become much easier to achieve. Any small mistake, like getting something slightly offbeat, the part where it's it just a bit too loud or quiet, any moment where the sound, singer or musician is just a bit off-tune, all arrays to programs like AutoTune and isotopes. And as we all know, the accumulation of small things can get pretty big, like the gradually growing pile of water cups on my desk that has now taken over quite a sizable portion of it. As a result, the average quality of music a singer or musician can produce is significantly higher than what it used to be. Of course, that's nice and all, since that means it's better music to listen to, but the automatic correction of AI music is most likely going to become exponentially more pronounced in the future when AI is more advanced. At some point, the standards of what good music is, and more importantly, what a good singer or musician is, is going to have a change. But I to the point where practically all flaws in sound music are edited out, and the songs, themselves, songs and sound themselves are edited to sound the most pleasing they can. It's going to become an issue, since at that point, even a novelist could produce outstanding music without any sort of professional or thorough training. AI is a revolutionary force that will shake this sort of the core. If society is going, to ha- is going to have a change with it, at an incredibly rapid pace. Hopefully, people are going to be going to be flexible enough to accommodate accommodate those changes when they come, because they sure aren't, because they sure aren't right now.
2: Wow, that is so interesting. I've never really thought about how much AI affects the music industry. And you were making some really good points about how like autotune has made anyone kind of like a good singer. So would you consider autotune and like other tools like you were talking about cheating?
1: Not really, no. There's been a huge debate on the internet about why autotune is cheating since it's essentially changing singer's voice and doesn't actually reflect their ability as a singer, but I disagree with that notion, at least for now. The reason I say that is because autotune and other tools like it are only able to enhance what's already there. For example, if a tone-deaf person uses autotune, they'll still sound terrible even if they do sound better. If we put sing quality in levels, AutoTune only bumps a person up by about one level. If you're terrible without auto tune and other tools like it, you'll only be bad if you use it. If you're okay at singing, auto tune and others like it will only make you good. Autotune and others like it can only get you so far. In my opinion, something is considered cheating when it provides a quick, easy shortcut to get the same skills and knowledge as if you had practiced and worked hard over a long period of time. Like Tony Stark said, if you're nothing without the suit, you shouldn't have it. Of course, if Autotune and other tools like it ever become advanced enough to actually turn a terrible singer into a top notch one, then that could be cheating cheating, since their singing wouldn't be the product of their own hard and talent, but the tools they used. Basically, as long as they can sing decently without any tools or interference, and the music they end up outputting isn't so drastically different from the music they end up singing without any tools, I think it's fine. Another way I see is that Autotune is another tool and modification made to the singer's voice, just how cars are customized and how bad their performance which is approved. The different edits made to them in Formula One races. Of course, while some modifications are banned in Formula One races, like active, like active suspension, I don't believe that any mechanical mo- modifications made to singers' voice are advanced or impactful enough at this point in time to warrant their ban.
2: Wow. Okay. So when do you like foresee AutoTune becoming so big that it can be considered cheating? Because I'm pretty interested about that.
1: I'd say, well, Autotune and and like it are pretty, I guess, novel. After all, it was only made about maybe two decades ago, and similar to that. And given how fast technology is improving at this point in time, it's likely that, and how popular Autotune and attitude like it are, they're probably going to be extensively developed and worked on. to maybe a dozen years or two decades at most before it becomes somewhat of an issue.
2: I see. And what do you think, What's probably the more vital aspect that AI has changed in modern music? How the music is sung and recorded, or how music is disseminated to its audience?
1: Uh, I'd have to say the dissemination of music to its audience is more important. While tools like Autotune have increased the average quality and amount of music music being produced, it's not like music before AI was invented, it was bad, or anything like that. In fact, it was quite good on TuneAltune. And it doesn't really lose out today's music that uses AI. Rick Astley is never going to give you up. It's still very popular today. Of course, it's for different reasons. Nevertheless, nevertheless, it it's still an amazing song and shows how songs produced before AI and after aren't massively different in quality. However, the distinction between how music used to be sold and how it's sold nowadays is Grand Canyon levels wide. Like I mentioned before, before AI and technology was used to spread music, you either had to go search for specific CDs and songs you already heard about second-hand at stores or go to concerts, which was even more difficult. This required more than a bit of effort if you were just getting into listening to music and probably deterred quite a few people from listening to music. However, nowadays, you just acquire and listen to music on pretty much any device with any connection. In addition, you can get your recommendations based on what you listened before or based on what genres you want to listen to, making listening to music so much more comfortable and simple than it used to be.
2: I see. And, you know, do you think like the number of musicians or singers in the world would be impacted by the further development of AI?
1: Uh, yeah, I think they are, or they will be as well. With help of AI and other technology music, it's become a lot easier and simpler to produce quiet music. In addition, like I mentioned before, AI has made it a lot easier to access and listen to music as well. That means there's a much larger market and demand for music, making it more likely that people buy some music, generate them more revenue, thus making becoming a singer a more profitable job. Being a musical artist, being a musical artist, becoming an easier and more profitable job. It's obvious that more people are going to choose choose that career path in the end if they want if they want to do music.
2: Yeah, yeah, that is so interesting. And you mentioned that they were able to replicate like a Nirvana song, even though they've been dead for like two decades. So um, how likely do you think that that's gonna keep ha- happening like these AI musicians and singers?
1: Uh, I think it will probably become pretty popular in the future or at least become a thing in the future. Actually, like you mentioned before, if our AI is already capable of, of creating and producing music um, that's, pretty, that's uh, of high quality. And of course, AI that can produce completely novel and dependent music on their own is probably still a bit too advanced to create soon, but an AI that takes in music from a multitude of different yet similar sources, sort of a mixture of all those different styles, probably isn't too far off. Also, if they do create created, I think they'll they definitely become pretty popular. After all, things like VTubes exist, and they're not unpopular, so I think that AI artists and the like become fairly popular as well, so the concept is fairly similar. Also, AI artists, Will also produce music at a much faster pace than cutie human artists since they won't get tired, won't get artist blocked, and won't have to take vacations. One other important question is who will get the right standing music in AI produces? Well, the simple answer is creator of the AI that has a few interesting outcomes. Well, the answer is creator of the AI that has a few interesting outcomes. For example, if one guy makes like half a dozen AI musicians or singers, are even remotely or slightly successful, that's pretty much a passive income that's going to be more than enough for that guy to exist with the rest of his life. Getting back to the original question, though, I think it won't be, I think AI artists and musicians will probably become quite popular in a dozen years or two decades at the most.
2: Well, we'll just have to wait and see. But thank you so much for that information, Kevin. Um, That's it for this segment. Make sure you stay tuned for our next segment where I'll be talking more about modern music and some of the artists I like. Hello and welcome back to Express Yourself. I'm one of your hosts, Ruhani, and today's show is all about modern music. So, right now, I'm going to be discussing my favorite artists and how to attend their concerts successfully. So, I'm a big music fan. Like, I love music, all different types of music. Right now, I'm really into listening to instrumental musical pieces from movies, you know, like outro songs where you feel all emotional at the end, like the ending credits scene. It's actually because I just watched the movie Minari um, in class and the outro instrumentals were so impactful. And I've been listening to it on repeat. I also really enjoy French music. And I don't know why, because I genuinely do not have a clue of anything like what they're saying, but the language is really, really beautiful. And I think it flows really well. But according to my Spotify statistics and Spotify is my choice of a music service. I've tried Apple music, but I just prefer Spotify and they do a really good job of showing you what you listen to. So my most listened to artists are, um, Harry Styles, Taylor Swift, Phoebe Bridgers, and Mitski. So those are all amazing singers. A lot of people from my generation must know them. But anyone who knows me knows that my favorite artist will forever be the first one on my list, the one and only Harry Styles. So him and I go way back. I've been a huge, huge fan of his since I was like nine or 10 years old. So it's been a while. And Wow, like he is definitely really talented. And here's some background about him. Although who doesn't know about him um, is that he was part of the band One Direction, and that band was active from the years 2010 to 2015. They were super big, you know, kind of bubblegum pop until they like grew older and I guess got sick of it because the band famously went on a hiatus, which was basically a nicer way of saying they're over in like late 2015 after. One of the me- band members, um, Zayn, had already left. So my 10-year-old self always pegged Harry to be like the Justin Timberlake figure. And I was right because his fame has surpassed so many different levels. And there's a lot of reasons why. Definitely one of them is just, like immense artistic capabilities. And he's a great singer. He's an actor. He's even a model. So he's just dropped a new album. Harry's House, which came out in May. It was an instant favorite of mine, and it came out the best time because it's, like, right after my AP tests were finished, so I got to enjoy the album in full. So this is a third album, and his debut solo album, um, which is named after him, just Harry Styles, came out in 2017, and that also came out in May. So I remember the drop vividly, like, I associate moments of my life with his career. So I remember that he'd released his first single sign of the times a month before the album came out and it was like so different from whatever one direction had made so i was 12 at the time i didn't i didn't really think he would go in such a different dri- different different direction and a 5 minute soft rock ballad is kind of an unconventional start for an ex boy band member but i think it worked out quite well i love that album and then This is so cool. I saw him on tour for it in 2018, so he's my first ever concert. I was so nervous. Like, I got ready, like, as if he was going to, like, see me, like, after the show. I don't know. I was in section 200-something, but I think I had a pretty good view of him when he came onto the B stage. There's, like, an A stage and a B stage, and he crossed the A stage to the B stage, and he was wearing this, like, colorful suit, and I like to think he waved at me, but it was really just in my direction. So we'll never know. Maybe one day I'll talk to him. <laughs> but then he dropped his second album in December 2019. That album is called Fine Line. So that record was even more successful. He won a Grammy for it last year. I like threw a party with my friends. I was like, if he wins, it's my win pretty much. <laughs> and basically won a bunch of awards. And I think Sometimes music just means a lot to you. And I know I'm not on my own when I say that. Music can take you back to a certain time of your life. And Fine Line really carried me through the darkest ones. And throughout the pandemic, it was like a beacon of hope, you know, because I'm a huge fan of his. And I actually bought tickets for his Fine Line tour in November 2019. And I was so, I was a freshman. I was looking forward to it. I bought it. In the bathroom, like in the school bathroom while class was going on. I don't know if I should say that. I could get in trouble for it now. But I was able to buy, like, really good seats. And I was so happy, so excited. But then, unfortunately, you know, COVID hit. And I didn't think I would be able to go. But thankfully, my show just got rescheduled a bunch of times. So originally, I was planning to see him on, like, August 12th, 2020. But then it became August 2021. And finally, it was rescheduled for a third time, and I saw him on November 11th, 2021. Now, I thought the first concert was stressful when I was in section 200 and something, but this was a completely different experience because I wasn't even in a section. I bought tickets for the pit. And if you don't know what the pit is, it can be pretty intense because you don't have a seat. You're literally just standing there for hours. And you got to be there early because there's nothing reserved for you. And there's so many people in pit. Oh, my God. Um, I was really stressed, but everything ended up really great. Actually, what had happened was, is we'd gotten that Thursday off for some weird reason. Um, we never usually get, like, days off in the middle of the week. So I like to think it was just for my concert. Probably wasn't. Um, and then... We got there at, like, 7 a.m. It was, like, really early. Like, we got there super early in the morning because I figured that no one was going to camp out because they'd specifically said, like, the venue had said, no, you can't camp out, so don't even try. But people had camped out, not in the venue, but in the park, and they went through a lot of efforts. So there were people lined up when I got there, and I was super worried. I thought we wouldn't be able to get a seat. Or, sorry, not a seat, but just able to stand. So... I was super stressed, but I realized it was all gonna be okay. So here's some of my tips for attending a concert, especially if you're gonna stand for hours. So the first one, and this is so important, like I cannot stress this enough, is stay hydrated. And you need to drink water. And I was like so nervous, I didn't wanna drink anything. I felt like I was gonna throw up the whole time. And you also might not wanna drink water, because you're like scared to pee while you're in the concert. And if you're in pit, then you can't leave. Right. But I guarantee you as soon as like the spotlight, you know, gets on your artist's face, you're not going to be thinking about your bladder as soon as the show starts. But speaking of your bladder, this is my next tip. So pee as much as you can before the show. So I actually had my concert in the SAP center at San Jose. So, A lot of people were there you know i didn't want to step out of line but i was with my um, best friend and we were just standing in line waiting to go in and i literally always have like an amazing bladder like i barely have to pee like i'm really good in like these type of situations but that day i don't know what was happening i think it was the nerves i literally had to run three times to the nearest bart station bathroom And it was, like, dark out. Like, it was pretty bad. But um, I had to go and, like, just just pee because something just shifted that day. But I don't know. I think it's really important to do so because when the show was happening, like, I didn't feel anything, like I said. But I was feeling, of course, nervous. And this is, like, normal, especially if you're like me. You're going to get nervous in big situations. Like, I am not good with crowds. I get kind of nervous. But – I was lucky. I was reassured a couple of times before going in. So there's like a multitude of reasons as to why I was feeling so nervous. And one of them is that I'd like romanticized the situation for so long because I've had like almost like two and a half years to think about this concert repetitively. So I wanted everything to go perfect. And as um, it's pretty clear, I'm a huge Harry Styles fan. So like I'm not a casual listener. Like this was make or break for me like a very, very important day. So I even made a sign. It was give me a senior quote, please, because I'm going to be a senior this year. And I really wanted my yearbook to have a quote from him. I thought it would be like super iconic. But like, unfortunately, he didn't see my sign, but he did. See, the other, like, there's, like, two sides of the sign, and one was, like, please blow me a kiss, and he did blow me a kiss, and this is on video, so I'm not making it up, Um, and there was one part where he was, like, singing, and then I forgot what I said, but he turned around and waved, so that was pretty cool, and this leads me to the next tip, because you want to make this experience as fun as possible, is don't have too many high expectations and just go with someone supportive. So I was lucky. I went with my friend and I really feel that if you're able, of course, like I wouldn't recommend attending a concert on your own. I'm sure it could be fun and you can always make friends in the environment. Like my concert, the people are super nice. Like there are many sweet people in line. Like I was really thirsty and like I thrown away the water bottle because we had to go through security and then someone just gave me theirs and, I like, was able to waterfall it, so that was great. And also just go with an open mind. So that means like whatever happens, happens. Like Again, don't have such high expectations. Just kind of go and have fun. And don't be as stressed as I was. So especially if you're like a huge fan of a certain artist or a band or something, you're going to want to be like, oh, my God, everything has to go perfect. But it all works out on its own. Like It was probably the best experience of my life. I try to get tickets for his new tour but I guess he's gotten so much more famous since 2019 that it sold out in like five seconds so hopefully I'll be able to replicate the experience but for now I have these amazing memories and I hope you all will get to have similar ones for the artists you enjoy and I hope you enjoyed our show today but Unfortunately, we're out of time for today's show, but as always, we express our gratitude to Star Style Productions, Cynthia O'Brien, Be The Star You Are, and our Voice America Empowerment crew, especially our audio engineer, Josh. So thanks to our guests from across the world, and a huge thank you to our listeners for making us a top-rated program. For more information about the Be The Star You Are charity, visit www.bethestarur.org, and find us on Instagram at Express Yourself Radio. As always, remember to speak up, speak out and express yourself.